0: My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? Why have you not come to my aid? We want the people who are closest to us to be there for us in our hour of greatest need. Yet Jesus' father turned his back on his son in his greatest moment of agony. The cross was horrific on so many levels. Crucifixion has been described as the combination of a hangman's noose, the electric chair, a thumbscrew, and the rack, while going far beyond all of them combined. It was the most cruel and degrading form of execution that they could think up at the time. But even more horrific than the the physical pain and and the psychological terror that went with it was the spiritual agony that Jesus experienced in going through it. The Father and the Son had unbroken fellowship, deep intimacy, pure delight and joy in one another from all eternity. They had always been, and they had always been in relationship. There was never a moment that they were not together in close, supporting, mutually enriching fellowship. But now, the Father had forsaken the Son. Why? That may be the most profound question in all history. Why would God the Father abandon God the Son and forsake Him in His time of greatest need? None of you parents would ever do such a thing to your own children. What could possibly explain why God would do such a thing to his own beloved son? Jesus himself told us the answer at the very beginning of of his ministry. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world. You see, we all deserve to perish. All of us have sinned. All of us fall short of the glory of God. Our sin separates us from God. We deserve judgment. A lot of people will ask, if if God truly loves us, why can't he just forgive us without this whole cross thing? I forgive people all the time, people might say, I don't have to punish someone else for it. Why can't God do that? Well, the answer is that you're not also the righteous judge of the universe. You see, God is both perfectly loving and perfectly holy. His holiness means that he cannot bear sin in his presence. The relationship between God's holiness and our sin has been explained in terms of the relationship between a lit match and a piece of paper. When you bring the two together, the match consumes the paper. It can't do anything other than that. God is absolutely holy, and as the king of the universe, he is morally responsible to judge sin. Do we expect him to fail, as if he were a corrupt judge? Should he let the guilty go free? But God is also absolutely loving He loves to show mercy to sinful people. He wants to have a relationship with us. We think that we have a problem in that our sin separates us from God, but God has a problem. Will his love give way to his justice or will his justice give way to his love? It seems that God has to compromise his character one way or the other. And so if the most profound question in all of history is why would God the Father abandon God the Son and forsake him in his time of greatest need, the cross provides the answer. Only the cross enables God to pour out his justice for sin and pour out mercy on sinners. Only the cross allows us to see how inviolably holy God is. Only the cross allows us to see how incredibly loving God is. Only the cross allows God to be just and the justifier of those who have faith in Jesus, Romans 3:26. God's love without holiness is sentimentality, a fiction. And it would actually not cost him anything. Only the cross allows us to see how absolutely loving God is because it shows that his love cost him everything. It cost him a son who had to undergo the wrath of eternal justice so that we could know that love. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus knew the answer. God forsook his son so that he would never forsake you who have faith in his son. If you've not yet placed your faith in Christ, you can, even now, simply admit, that, uh, admit to him that you're a sinner, that you need his grace, and believe and begin to follow that Jesus is the son of God and the savior of sinners. God turned his back on his son on the cross so that he could turn his smiling face toward you and give you peace. We call this day Good Friday. It's an incredibly ironic name as Peter mentioned earlier when he began the service. It's ironic because on this day, the worst thing that human beings had ever done happened, torturing and killing the son of God. It commemorates the most horrific event in history. God the Father abandoning His Son, pouring out His white-hot wrath for judgment on His sinless Son. But it's good, because what happened on this day is the best thing God ever has done on our behalf, taking our sin upon Himself so that in Jesus' death, we might have life. If you're feeling isolated or lonely, know that if you trust in the Son of God, God will never abandon you. In these difficult times in which we find ourselves, you might feel like God has abandoned you. Realize, brothers and sisters in Christ, if you're trusting in his Son, God cannot ever abandon you. It is impossible For him to abandon you. He abandoned his son to guarantee that he would never abandon you. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Christ Jesus who died more than that. Who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Shall COVID-19 or unemployment or social isolation or anything else? No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is indeed Good Friday. Let's pray. The Lord Jesus, though we can never fully grasp the horror and wonder of what you experienced when you were abandoned by the Father. Lord, we know enough to be overwhelmed with gratitude. Thank you, Jesus, for being forsaken by the Father so that we will never have to know what that is like. Thank you, Jesus, that you died in darkness, that we might live in the light of God's loving presence now and forever. What can we do in response to this great love but offer ourselves to you in faith and gratitude and praise? Thank you, Father, for sending your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for voluntarily taking our place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing these realities home to us. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for Good Friday. Amen.